0: The global elite's plan for the transformation of society and you. Breaking prophecy updates, precursors to the eventual Mark of the Beast system, and a post-tribulation rapture, all in the news today. We will analyze these topics and more on this open line edition of End of the Age. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, we'll be taking your calls today, 1-877-363-8463. The number to reach the operators: 1-800-363-8463. Now, I want to tell you... Um, Kind of some things I've been going through here before we get off into some calls. But I am going through a... um, Well, I put together a lesson this year. Uh, I put it together back in December so I could teach at my conferences this year, the prophecy conferences. On Saturday night, I'm teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. And it's about the global elite's effort to transform the world by taking control of our capitalistic societies. Because in a socialistic, communistic society, they pretty much have control of that. But they can't control capitalism. They can't control your ability to make money and your freedom in doing that. Now, they're taxing you in different things, but I'm talking about moving way past that. And so I put this lesson together and I talk about the United Nations, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, uh, the um, Great Reset with the World Economic Forum, Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan, the United Nations talking about Build Back Better, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab talking about Build Back Better. Tie it all in together. And it is the efforts by the global elite to transform society put that lesson together back in December. And I taught it in Garland here at our local church um, last weekend. Well, this week, Glenn Beck on The Blaze, I think the video is still up. You can go there and watch it on his website. He posted a video, The Ultimate Guide to the Great Reset, a sneak peek at our dangerous future. Now, The article actually says, have you ever wondered why so many insane things are happening simultaneously right now? Big corporations going woke. The stock market got red hot during the forced recession. And stores like, in the pandemic, you remember, stores like Walmart, Target, they were allowed to stay open during the lockdown. But little mom and pop stores, gyms, uh, you know, uh, on Main Street... They had to close, some of them now forever. We've lost many businesses because of this. But the big corporations, Walmart, Target, they were allowed to stay open the whole time. People were going there shopping like crazy. But yet if you were a little mom and pop shop, no, no, can't be open. So you ever wonder why that was the case? Well, this was on um, Wednesday. Glenn Beck had a TV show, or a uh, TV special, and it said Glenn Beck explained uh, it all in a sneak peek episode. A primer to his new book, which I want to get a copy of this book. If you know where I can get one, they're sold out. They sold out like 70,000 copies in one night. But um, The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. And so it says you will be equipped with everything you need to know about global elites and their plan to transform society and your life. He, in the book, and this just came out, like on the 11th, I put my lesson together back in December from what I have been studying and and, uh, delving off into all this plan for the global elite to transform society. (coughs) In Joe Biden's, or in uh, Glenn Beck's book, it is almost word for word what I've been talking about for months now, and I had not heard anything from Glenn Beck on it. Now I went, did some research, and he'd been talking about it for a while. But folks, there are people that want to control our lives, and there is a great a, a, a grand scheme, a plan to do this by the global elites. The Bible tells us it's going to happen. That's what I'm interested in, the prophetic uh, perspective of it. Glenn Beck is coming at it from a totally secular perspective. And he is talking at it from a secular perspective, exactly what I'm talking about from a prophetic perspective, about the world governing body in the end time Revelation 13 and how the Antichrist will seek to usurp um, authority over the world governing body and to control, demand obeisance to him, and his edicts, and his one-world government in the end time. Glenn Beck talked about it from a um, totally a, a political, secular standpoint. I'm coming at it from the Bible. And it's, uh, he says things almost word for word, what I have in my lesson that I'm going to be teaching this year. And I was talking to um, a, a staff member here uh, at end time, and I said, you realize that there's this grand scheme going on in the world. The prophecies of the Bible are marching straight forward. And most people don't even have a clue. And what a travesty. And so I'm, you say, Dave, you're kind of scaring me. I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you. All I'm saying is that, folks, we are way off into the end time. I'm not sitting there scratching my head going, man, I wonder if we're in the end time or not. All the prophecies are coming to pass like this. They've either already have been fulfilled. We're watching precursors to every single one of them. They're being established right now. All of them. And so, wow, I I just saw this and I'm going to be getting to some calls just after the first break, but I wanted to share this with you. I'm living through this where I'm coming at it from a prophetic perspective and there are other um, people that are conservative individuals that are talking about this from a totally secular standpoint. People that are in the know, they're wondering about this and knowing it's coming and... It's really alarming when you understand how detailed they want to transform our society and govern every single person on the planet. Now, Sustainable Development Goals. If you do not understand fully what the Sustainable Development Goals are designed to do, then they, they, you're totally out of the loop. I'm just going to be honest because the Sustainable Development Goals are the United Nations' socialistic blueprint to govern every single person on the planet, folks. You, me, our businesses, everything. And so it's important that we know about it because the Bible says the Antichrist will usurp authority over a fully functioning world governing body in the near future. And he's going to use this to run the world. And so it's happening right now. And when we get back, if I have time, I got some callers. I'll get to you.
1: Hi. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you.
2: Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just twelve ninety nine a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play.
0: So I have, I'm going to get to the calls now. And again, I'm taking some calls. I got a few lines open. And if you want to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Uh, and if, if I have time, I may have to do it Monday because it looks like I'm going to have a lot of calls here. But um, if I have time, I'm going to tell you about a college course that I just went through through the United Nations about the sustainable development goals and, and how detailed they are in wanting to run your life. This all goes in with the Bible prophecy of world government and the Antichrist and how they're wanting to transform society to govern our businesses. If you're a business leader out there, the world governing body wants to manage and change our current shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism where the government and society would have a, a say in how your profits are distributed throughout the economy. You can run the business. You can take the risk of that. But they want to say how you distribute the profits. And it's quite alarming how detailed of a plan that they have. I just went through this college course. Get this, the name of the college course I just took by the United Nations on their Sustainable Development Goal Academy. The the, the name of the course, Sustainable Development, the Post-Capitalist Order. They're not even trying to hide what they want to do. They want to implement socialism, communism, fascism. And this is exactly what Glenn Beck is saying in his book. If you get a copy of the book, when you're done reading it, I'll buy it off of you because I can't find one anywhere. If, I, if you do already have a copy, I want to read it like ASAP because it goes right along with my lesson that I'm teaching on my prophecy conferences. And so, again, the name of the book is um, The Great Reset by Glenn Beck, the Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. You, you, you say, well, what's fascism. It's all about control. Fascism, socialism, communism, all these isms are under the umbrella of collectivism, which is basically um, the society as a whole, and it's all about controlling that. It's control at the end of the day. That's what the Antichrist is going to be all about. Okay, if we have time, I'll get off into that college course because it's going to blow your mind. But anyway, uh, let's go to the phones right now. Uh, let's go to John in Tennessee. God bless, John. Welcome to End of the Age.
3: What's up, Dave? Um, I just want to throw out real quick. Uh, yeah. I'm an electrician in uh, a little place called Gallatin. It's right outside of Nashville, and uh, I know you're sitting here talking about socialism and how it takes over the uh, you know the entire world as a whole. I mean, it, it's it's taking over quick, right? Yeah. The metaverse is is real, man. Yeah. And and it's it's something that we overlook as Christians. Um, I'm building a data center in Gallatin. They bought 900 acres, Meta, which is Facebook. They bought 900 acres and they're they're building this massive facility and I, I don't know, it's 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 a huge thing weighing on my heart helping these people do this, but you know, I don't I, I just want to let you guys know that it's there. Oh, my yeah. question uh, real fast, I've been listening to you for I don't know, 3 years now. We I've, I've got 927 down Pat Daniel. Yeah. Got Matthew 24, you know, we talked about you know, the coming of the age and all that good junk. Yes. At the very end of it, uh, when Armageddon happens, uh, you know, you have the thousand-year millennial reign. Fill me in on what happens in between there, man. You said there were people that were left over yeah. uh, after the Battle of Armageddon. I'll yes, take sir. my uh, answer off the line, man.
0: All right, man. Well, God bless you, John. And I am familiar with the metaverse. I'm uh, coming up to speed on that pretty quick. Just read an article about digital IDs in the metaverse. I mean, it's that's going to be crazy. So, um, I, I am familiar with that enough to be dangerous at this point, uh, but I am trying to come up with, to speed on that pretty quick because uh, that's going to be a new reality, let's say, for some people. And so, you're building one of the 900-acre databases. That's pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, I'll, talk, yeah, I'll not, give you your answer the, off the air. Yeah.
3: Okay, not to scare you real quick, real quick, but, you know, I mean, whenever I go in this thing, I have my own ID number. I've got my own card, Dave. I mean, I get, I get facial scanned every single day. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah. man and, there, and there's 1,500 of us up here.
0: Oh, yeah, so. Anyway, Facebook thank you, is
3: I appreciate
4: it. Yeah, uh, Facebook
0: always. is all in, man. I mean, they're all in. Believe me, awesome. if, it, if people' under, really understood what Facebook done and what they're trying to do, we'd probably all jump off of it, honestly. Love you, brother. be good.. Right. God bless John. Um, OK, so. The people that are left on the earth after the battle of Armageddon. Why do we talk about that? How do we know about that? Well, a couple ways. If you look in uh, the book of Daniel, chapter seven, talks about four beasts uh, that John saw or that Daniel saw in his vision: lion with eagle's wings, a bear, four-headed leopard, a ten-horn kingdom. It says these are nations that these these beasts symbolize nations and the kings, uh, the rulers of those nations. And then it talks about uh, the, the little horn. Uproot comes up among the ten horns, which is the European Union. And becomes great, has a mouth speaking great things. And we know that that's the Antichrist. So as we go down through Daniel chapter 7 here. So they're, again, they're nations that will be on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, then Daniel 7, 9 says this. Daniel said, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. These nations lost their power. This happens at the second coming. He said, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. The ancient of days did sit. Jesus comes back at the second coming, whose garment was white as snow, hair and a head on his head was white as uh, like pure wool. Remember, this is the same individual being um, described in Revelation chapter 1. And um his throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels as a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands of thousands ministered unto him. Ten thousand times ten thousand um, stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. This is right here at the second coming of um, Jesus Christ. And it says, I beheld then, because remember, there's going to be a judgment at that time as well. The Lord comes with a reward and gives his... Um, the uh, saints and the prophets, Revelation chapter 11, gives them the reward. So, it says, uh, verse 11, I beheld them because of the voice of the great words um, that the horn spake, the Antichrist, I beheld even till the beast was slain, his body destroyed, and given to the burning flame. We know that this happens at the Battle of Armageddon. That's when the second coming of Jesus Christ occurs. And in Revelation nineteen twenty when it talks about the battle of Armageddon there, at the end of the fourth account of the second coming of Jesus Christ, it says that in Revelation nineteen twenty, the beast, which is the Antichrist, and the false prophet will be cast alive into the lake of fire. It's exactly, it's another account of what's going on here. But then, here's what it says in verse 12, and this is going to be the answer to your question. It says, as concerning the rest of the beast, the rest of the nations, they had their dominion taken away. Uh, What that means is in uh, Revelation chapter 11, at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, the kingdoms of this world, the world governing bodies, that's all going to be done away with. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. So human human governments done away with, the Lord comes back and establishes His kingdom here on the earth. That's what this is referring to. It says, as concerned the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away. Yet their lives, at the time of the second coming in the Battle of Armageddon, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. So there will be mortals. Now, when the rapture happens, the dead in Christ will rise first, we, the Christians who are alive and remain, will be caught up to meet them in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Our mortal bodies will become immortal at that point. Remember the Bible says in a moment in the twinkling of an eye? You 'll be changed from mortal to immortal that 's what happens, but there will be people who went through the great tribulation that came through went through the, the vials of the wrath of God that went through the Battle of Armageddon they live into the one thousand year millennial reign as mortals. Um, the Bible also says that a uh, a sinner living at, that dies at the age of hundred will be considered but a child um, the The um, lifespans will be elongated just like they were in the beginning when people were living 5, 6, 7, 800, 900, 800 some years. That's what's going to be like during the millennial reign. There will be some people that live almost the entire 1,000 years. Now, I know that's hard to wrap your finite mind around, but that's what, the way it was in the beginning, you remember. So there will be people that live into the millennial reign. The Bible says the saints will, be, will rule and reign as kings and priests with him for that 1,000 years. This is exactly what this is talking about, John. Mortals that live in. Who gets to do that? Well, that's a $64,000 question. Because we know that the Antichrist and the false prophet are cast alive into the lake of fire. Matthew Matthew, uh, 13, at the simultaneous harvest, it talks about the wheat is put into the storehouse. The tares, the wicked ones, are cast into the fire at the time of the second coming. But yet it talks about a a group of mortals that will live into the millennial reign. The only kind of uh, an example that we have in the Old Testament of who might live into the millennial reign is the individuals. I just read this the other day. Um, People that came through the wilderness because of their unbelief and and murmuring and complaining, they were not allowed, many of them were not allowed to go into the, the promised land when they got there. Even Moses was not allowed to go in. But the Lord said, those that are 19 years old and down, they, will allow, they were allowed to go in. And they were not held accountable. The Bible says um, in the early part of Deuteronomy that those that did not know uh, wrong uh, right from wrong, they were allowed to go in. So there was a select group that were allowed to live into the millennial, into the, go into the promised land. Perhaps there will be a group that are allowed to live into the millennial reign. Can I give you a specific yes, no, who gets to live in there? No, I cannot. My goal and your goal, everybody listening, should be to make the rapture. That way you don't have to worry about, well, I wonder if I'll get to live into the millennial rent or not. That's not your mindset. Your mindset should be, I've got to make the rapture because I want to live as a king, king and priest with him. That's when our judgment seat is, is at the time of the rapture. And if you go in the rapture, you will not stand before God at the great white throne of judgment. The Bible says in Revelation twenty, on such the second death hath no power over you. So I know that's a very big detailed detailed answer, but um, it's things that we've weighed out for years now, and that's the best answer uh, that we have been able to come up with. Um, and uh, it's correct. I mean, I, because I you know we've studied the prophecies for years, and uh, but it's a great question. But uh, the the main thing is. Don't live into the millennial reign. You, you want to be one of the ones that goes in a rapture. Why would you not want to live as a king and priest as an immortal during that time? Uh, you don't want to take a chance on some of these horrible things that are coming and not making it in the rapture. That would be, uh, what a travesty that would be. Okay, wow, John. And thank you for the metaverse thing. I didn't know there was a 900-acre database. I know those databases are being set up because this metaverse thing is going to be huge. I just read today about Um, digital IDs in the metaverse. I mean, this is crazy. Israel just opened their first digital bank. No cash, digital only. And so, uh, wow, that's just another um, way that we're moving off of the cashless societies and into a digital platform. Whew. Okay, let's go to um, Sam in Texas. God bless, Sam. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Dave, you know that you were talking uh, at Armageddon Jesus comes to fight for Israel because the nations are
2: gathering, getting ready to attack attack her. Yes. Where's the United States? Why aren't they there protecting her? Why does Jesus have to come to the rescue?
0: Does yes. something happen to the United States? This is another question that we cannot answer. I wish I could. Um, I do know because of Revelation twelve fourteen that the United States will stand with and protect Israel all the way up to. The Battle of Armageddon. The Bible says we will Israel's carried away on the wings of a great eagle, where she is nursed in her place for time, times, and half a times. It, uh, it, her place is the promised land. Well, but there is the Bible says that the world governing armies will come down against Israel to battle. It'll start in the Plain of Megiddo, come down the Jordan Valley and end up in the Kidron Valley. How is that allowed to happen if the United States is standing with Israel? I can prove to you scripturally that the United States will protect Israel during the final three and one-half years of the final seven-year period. But at the Battle of Armageddon, it does not mention the United States. The eagle's wings are nothing anywhere protecting Israel at that point. So then that brings up a lot of questions. Will the United States just have used our UN Security Council veto power like we've done many times since in the 70s? to protect Israel against the world government during that final three and one half years? And then at some point, they've cut off that UN Security Council veto power to allow them to come down against Israel to battle? Or um, have we become isolationists? I mean, at at that point, again, I can only speculate, Sam, because I cannot prove scripturally. We've never been able to prove scripturally what happens to the United States at the Battle of Armageddon to allow the, the world governing body to come down against them. At, at that point, I can't answer that question and give you a conclusive answer, Sam. And I do apologize for that. But unless the Bible gives us the answers, I simply cannot provide that to you. Yeah,
2: because, you know, I used to listen to Irvin Baxter 20 years ago in the China War. And mm-hmm. I was kind of with the understanding that he had agreed that something would happen to the United States. But then I stopped listening for 20 years because I didn't think it was time. Right. And when I came back, it, it, the the yeah. thinking had changed. I didn't know what had
0: happened to change that. Irvin's thinking on that. Yeah. So at this point, you know, the final seven years has not started yet. So right. the the final three and one half years is when Revelation twelve fourteen says that we will protect her. But when it's to the Battle of Armageddon, there are already have, resolutions have been signed that are setting up kind of precursors to the Battle of Armageddon. Res, resolution two three three four which says that Israel's um, occupation of East Jerusalem and the West Bank, that's illegal in the eyes of the international community. That's a resolution that will be used uh, for the world governing armies to come out and enforce that at the Battle of Armageddon. But what about the United States status at that point? Don't know the answer.
5: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com.
3: If your station only carries the first
0: 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Well, welcome back, everybody. And and Sam, I hope you got your question answered there. Um, You've asked a couple things that I cannot give you a conclusive answer to. I wish I could. Um, It's things that we wrestle with as well. Um, Perhaps God would reveal that to one of us, uh, you know, before it's over with. Some of these things, you guys and ladies, we're going to have to live through. I mean, until the Chernobyl nuclear accident happened, Irvin Baxter never could have described what that event was going to be. A star fell from heaven by the name of wormwood and the waters were made bitter and things like that. Until we live through that and look back at it, then we could say, oh my goodness, the Chernobyl nuclear accident was the third trumpet. And so some of these things ahead of us now, yes, we will know several of them that are, many things that are going to happen, but some of these, um, very detailed uh, questions that you're asking, until we live through some of that, I will never, unless God just reveals it to us miraculously, which He is very capable of doing, um, unless the Bible gives us an answer, I simply, I don't want to fabricate an answer for you. That's not going to do you or me any good. So I want to make sure that um, if I don't know the answer, I'm just simply going to tell you I don't know. um, And that because we study the prophecies all the time, my father-in-law studied them, all the way back since the um, early 60s. And so um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, I, I'll never move off of what he taught and because uh, God miraculously gave him the answers. And so um, unless God shows me, I simply have to tell you, I don't know. Okay, um, let's go to Earl in Florida. God bless Earl. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Brother Dave. Love your ministry. Thank you, sir. My, uh, my question
3: is <clears throat> that 2 Thessalonians 2 tells us that uh, the rapture is not going to occur as the pre-tribulation people teach. I think it's as clear as a bell, and I know you believe that. But my question is, where do you see the church between the appearance of the Antichrist and the battle of Armageddon where you say we're going to be raptured.
0: Yeah, so the, it, the Bible talks about the church in many places on the earth during the time of the Antichrist. Number one, in I'll just give you a few. I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I'll give you a few of them. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and 33. In Daniel chapter 11 from verse 20 on, the rest of the chapter... It talks. it's referring to the Antichrist. He's the final king of the north. During the the first 19 verses, talks about the king of the north and the south and all these different kings. The final king of the north is the Antichrist. From then, verse 20 on. Well, when it gets down to verse 32 and 33, the Bible says, um, during the time of the Antichrist, that they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. This is referring to the church. Um, that we will not be a weak anemic entity, but we will be strong, we will do exploits, they that do know their God. The Bible says they that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This is talking about the church during the time of the Antichrist. Also, the Bible says that in revelation thirteen seven that it was given unto him the Antichrist to make war against the saints if that's the saints are the church. Now, a lot of people would like to say, well, no, this could be the Jews or this could be blah, blah, blah. No, no. When the Bible talks about the saints, it's talking about saved individuals. Now, there are people today that are called saints like in the Catholic Church and things like that. That's different saints than what I'm talking about in Scripture as the church. And so it's, um, there's a different qualification, obviously, for both of them. So when it talks about the saints in the Bible, that is simply the church. And so uh, when it says the Antichrist made war against the saints in Revelation 13, 7, that's us. That's you and me in the church. And so there are many places that the Bible talks about the the church being here during that. The Antichrist made war against the saints and prevailed against them. Um, And so that's where it's talking about the church being here. In the um, Revelation chapter 7, John saw a multitude no man could number. Out of every kindred, people, tongue, and nation. They had washed their robes, and they stood before the Lamb, washed their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. They were born-again individuals. John said. uh, The elders said to John, who are these individuals? He saw a future vision of them in heaven. John said, I don't know, you know. And the elders said, these are they that came out of great tribulation. The great tribulation is the time period when the Antichrist will rule so that we know that the church will be here during the time of the Antichrist and will not be raptured. He's still there, Earl? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's the answer right there. Many places the Bible talks about the church will be here during the uh, Great Tribulation and when the Antichrist is here.
2: Well, that's a great
3: point because so many people are deceived about that pre-tribulation
0: I was, and uh, it needs to be brought out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the main scriptures that we use is that Revel- uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 29 through 31. Jesus said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars will fall from heaven, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall they, uh, they see the um, Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They shall, um, and he shall send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather his elect. The elect is the church in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the elect was Israel. In the New Testament, it's the church. And so um, that lets us know conclusively. The, the tribulation is when the Antichrist comes on the scene. It's halfway through the final seven years. Jesus said I, immediately after the tribulation of those days, that's when he would send his angels to gather the elect. So yeah, the church will absolutely be here. Post-trib, my friend. Okay, well, I, I I do thank you for the call, and I hope that answered your question. Uh, man, I got a lot of calls, so we're going to move on. Thank you, Earl, and God bless you, my friend. Um, let's go to Don in Colorado. God bless, Don. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, how are you doing? I am doing uh, tremendous. How are you doing?
6: All right, I'm doing awesome. Great. Okay, so I have... Uh Two questions, if you don't mind. Yep. So one, I wanted to get an update on the peace agreement. And uh, the second question is, if you can explain Michael, the archangel's role
0: in the end time versus Jesus. As It seems like they both have roles there. Yeah. So um, the first one, an update on the peace agreement. I'll, I'll do it quickly because I got a lot of calls. Um, so at this point, it is kind of at a... Let's say a snail's pace moving forward. Naftali Bennett, the current prime minister of Israel, is a non-believer in the two-state solution. So I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be signed under him because the, the two-state solution is what the Bible says. That's one of the characteristics of the peace agreement. The um the the his partner in uh, the coalition government in Israel, Yair Lapid. He's coming in August of next year. He believes in a two-state solution. So he may be one of the ones that can help get the thing across the finish line. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas, who is the leader of the Palestinian Authority, he, is, he does not want to negotiate with the United States because he does not see us as, with Donald Trump anyway, he, does, he didn't see us as a um, kind of a fair negotiator because Donald Trump, it looked like he was giving everything to Israel, nothing to the Palestinians. And so he kind of backed off of it. He's been going to the United Nations and saying, hey, I want to get the Middle East Quartet back involved. But at the end of the day, it is moving along at a snail's pace. Mahmoud Abbas was just at Benny Gantz, the foreign minister of Israel. He was just at his house. And, but it doesn't say that they talked about the, the peace agreement. I just saw an article the other day. I think Doug and Vince talked about it yesterday, about Israel needs to negotiate with Jordan to get a solution done, and they actually talked about one of the characteristics, the biblical characteristics, is that the Arabs nor the Jews would have to leave the West Bank if they got a two-state solution type situation done. So at this point today, it is moving along at a snail's pace. It does not mean that next week something big could happen and completely change that geopolitical situation At this point, it's just kind of crawling along. Uh, But these things have a way of just kind of crawling along again at a snail's pace. And then one day something happens and boom, it's like shot out of a gun. So that's kind of where we're at on the peace agreement. Number two, the question about uh, Michael the archangel. Michael the archangel is the protector of Israel in Bible prophecy. Um, And so when you look at Daniel chapter 12, when you look at him... um, uh, fighting the uh, angel in um, it's fighting Satan in Revelation chapter twelve, he is the defender of Israel, Michael the archangel. He, you, you ask about his role compared to Jesus. Well, there are to, two totally different roles. I mean, Michael is a, a a created spirit being. God has always been. I mean, Jesus is uh, he's the Savior. It, two totally different. Uh, roles in the end time Jesus is the one that's going to come back to collect his church in the end time Michael is Jesus is God was God manifest in the flesh Michael is simply an angel a ministering spirit the angels are ministering spirits unto us so two totally different roles uh, obviously Jesus was is God Michael is just an angel okay yeah
6: that sounds yeah that's accurate
0: yes Okay, I I do thank you for that, Don. I've got a ton of calls. I I hate to let you go, but I'm going to try to get to everybody before it's over with. Um, Let's go to, man, who was next? Uh, Let's go to Terry, right here in Texas. God bless, Terry. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hello, Terry. How are you?
7: I'm good, Dave. How are you?
0: I'm doing tremendous.
7: I'm, I'm going to try and make this brief. First of all, I want to thank you and uh, the other ministers that host in time for the wonderful work that you all are doing. Yes, thank ma'am. you for keeping that going, keeping that going. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's going to be such going a wonderful, wonderful job. But
7: my question is, there was a caller that called in earlier, and he was asking you a question about those people who uh, I think left of those nations who didn't go up against, I guess, who went up against Jerusalem and they, they're they still alive. Yeah. And you talked about that they're going to be mortals in the kingdom age. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the kingdom age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, over in, uh, I think it's Zechariah chapter 14, it talks, it kind of hits on that. Yes. Uh, about those uh, people that were left of the nations that went up against Jerusalem. I guess they, like I said, they lived on through the, the Millennium Age is—is is that the same time as as uh, the uh, the thousand years? Is that the yes. thousand year reign?
0: Yes, it is, and that's the same mortals—the ones you're referring to—that went up to Jerusalem um, every year during the Millennium yes. Reign. That's the exact same mortals that yes. I was talking to him about. It's the exact same yes. people. Yes,
7: yep. Okay, great. That's yeah. what I needed some clarity on. All right. Uh, thank you so much. God and, bless uh, you, my
0: friend. You again, have a great weekend. We
7: appreciate everything that you all are doing for us to keep the ministry going.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And it, it's truly a God thing. God's got his hands upon us. We're anointed, and uh, I know God's with us. So uh, I know we're coming up to a break. I don't want to cut somebody short. So you guys just hang on with me, and I'll get to you after the break. But I do want to tell you that... Um, with everything going down in society, the 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 the, um, the pandemics, all of the different uh, lockdowns around the world, um, and the this efforts towards the for the United Nations, the um, Council for Inclusive Capitalism, all this build back better stuff. The build back better just isn't Joe Biden. The build back better's the United Nations. The build back better's the World Economic Forum. They have all been talking about this stuff for years, and what it is, it all boils down to. I'm going to say 99% of it is moving us off of our capitalist society into a socialist, fascist, communistic type society and uh, an economy. And it's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen prior to the second coming.
4: I've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room.
0: All right everybody. well, I'm going to do the best I can, uh, best I can to get to all of the callers. Let's go to Annabelle in Missouri. God bless Annabelle. Welcome to End of the Age.
7: Hi, Dave. This is Annabelle.
0: Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, my question was just about something said during the uh, segment that you say, uh, "Will school choice save America?" Yeah I don't understand that, and uh, why or is it still relevant?
0: It, it, no, it's absolutely relevant, and it's a great question. So, um, school choice is simply the government uh, was wanting... At one point, they were proposing school vouchers and different things. Donald Trump was all about this, about giving a school voucher to people. Because here's the deal. A lot of people want to send their kids to a private school. But they're all, they're, it's very costly, because the private, they're already paying taxes for the public school system but then on top of that they have to take uh, their finances and pay for a private school some people can afford to do that some people find it are having a hard time so Donald Trump said hey we want to um, give a voucher we'll take the money from the public schools and give it give it to people as a voucher and they can use that voucher to find a private school they can choice they'll have a choice a school choice they can choose a uh, parochial school a private school whatever they want to do and send their kids there because here's why it could save america annabelle because mm-hmm. the schools in many ways are indoctrination systems by the government they're teaching okay. kids i'm sorry no i just
7: think okay that Donald yeah they're,
0: yeah they're teaching kids <clears throat> evolution they're teaching them about socialism's good they're teaching them Uh, You know, they're even having um, the the LGBTQ agenda pushed on kids. Uh, It's crazy. Now, obviously, not everything, but a lot of it is. And what they're trying to do, Annabelle, is that people my age, I'm 53, people my age and older, they realize that, hey, we can't get to them. Their mind's already made up, you know, so they're not even really trying. What they're going after is the young generation indoctrinating them when they come out of schools <laughs> they're thinking well hey socialism's a good thing i want my college paid for blah 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 so they're able to yeah. mold them because those kids during those ages are like a big sponge they're su- they're just taking in everything and so right. and i just went through a college course from the united nations and man you talk about indoctrination it was unreal the things i heard so oh, and yeah. i'll probably talk about that monday on the radio but if we could give parents a choice of where to send their kids to school, then that is one of the ways. Now, obviously, we need a spiritual revival in America, but school choice, we could allow these kids to get a Christian education. Think about this, Annabelle. We're sending kids to school where the teachers are not allowed to tell them where they come from, what they're doing here, or where we're going. No no, no Christian aspect. And so if you can't tell a kid that, I mean, come on, that's the essence of our being. And so, um, but yet they can teach them evolution as fact. And so school choice is a way where we can get them out of them indoctrination systems, out of common core, into a school of the choice for the parents and really turn this thing around because kids coming out of schools would not be uh, being trained as being global citizens, but hey. Mm-hmm. We love America. We're a Christian nation and, you know, right on down the line. So that's why we believe school choice is one of the, one of the ways that we could save America.
7: Any chance of that even happening in today's society?
0: Well, I don't was think that's possible. Now? Not under the Biden administration, no.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> under Donald Trump was pushing, pushing, pushing for it. Um, and mm-hmm. Betsy DeVos. But, um... <laughs> I don't know. That would be purely speculation on my part. If we were to get another conservative president in there who could really get some things done and he had control of the the uh, House and the Senate, it's very mm-hmm. possible. I would love to see it happen. Um, but, again, it's, that would be speculation on my part.
7: Well, we'll pray for
0: that. Amen. Come back. Amen. Amen. Uh-uh. God bless you, my <laughs> friend, and, and I do thank you for the call. Um, thank you. Uh, have a great weekend. Let's go to Brian in Canada. God bless Brian. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, God bless. Um,
8: so my question is, okay, like you know how Satan always tries to replicate what God's doing? Yes. Okay, so Jesus is God. He made Himself a body. The Holy Spirit. He was conceived, and God resided in Jesus. Like Jesus yeah. is God. Yeah. So the anti. My question is, is the Antichrist? The devil in 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 body, like, or, or does he just possess somebody?
0: Right. Like so politician, like, yeah. The thing is, is that the Antichrist will be a physical human being. The Bible calls him the man of sin, the son of perdition, and his look will be more stout than his fellows. It gives a lot of different clues to the Antichrist, but. He will be, the Bible talks about in uh, Daniel chapter 7, he's one of the little horns, the, one of the rulers that comes up among three. And so he's going to be a physical human being. Um, and he's going to be a... He's the a, devil? Okay, so he, I, we believe that he will be either devil-possessed or maybe demon-possessed or inhabited by the devil himself. Because the Bible says they will worship him in the end time and the Bible says they will orsh- also worship the dragon which gave the, this entity its seat, power, and great authority. So it's our understanding that the Antichrist will be a physical human being either devil-possessed or demon-possessed and um, but not that he would be a devil in human form. Uh, don't believe that. The Bible calls him the man of sin and it talks about him many times about um, the man, and so I, d- I do not believe that he's going to be a the devil in a human form. No, I think he's go- I think okay. he's alive today. He's a human being that's coming to power. He's going to be a European, uh, a, a, the greatest political leader in Europe at some point, and will eventually take the reins of the world government halfway through that final seven years.
8: So, do you do you think uh, that he knows that what he like that he's going like, that he's possessed? No,
0: I don't. I, matter of fact. I don't even you know depleted? if he will be possessed until he is the the abomination of desolation occurs. He could be before that. But when he claims it's a very blasphemous act that he does. The Bible says that he, that he will perform blasphemies against God. He will speak those things, but it's a blasphemous act when he stands in the third temple and proclaims to be God. And so it's our opinion that he, that's, that would be the time because if, if you understand the uh, war in heaven that I just talked about earlier in, Re- in Revelation chapter 12, Michael and his archangels overcome Satan and his angels and Satan is ba- bound to the earth. The Bible says, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth because Satan comes down unto you having great wrath. It's our opinion. That's exactly when the Antichrist stands in the temple and proclaims to be God. So it's been our opinion for years that we believe the devil would inhabit the Antichrist at that point, and that would be, la- that would be the catalyst that would launch us into the uh, Great Tribulation. Okay.
8: Yeah. And, and uh, one, one last thing I'd like to say. Thank you for your answer, by the way. I would like to say to everybody, I went through JPC, and I got end time plus, end of age plus. It is amazing. You learned so much. I actually got in touch with my roots and I'm back into uh, a Pentecostal church. And uh, yeah, I, I'm on the right path. And oh, great. Uh, God bless everybody. You should take the course.
0: Amen. Well, thank you, Brian. And man, great news. Praise God. Um, and that's what JPC does the Jerusalem Prophecy College. I talked to, I had an interview this morning with Will Johnson uh, with Unite America First. What And a wonderful interview. I don't know when it's going to play, but we had a great interview. I, I, he's one of my great friends. Um, I love what he does. He interviews people all over the place. And uh, we talked about the Jerusalem Prophecy College and the End of the Age Plus, two platforms that you can use to bring you up to speed very quick on this stuff. Uh, we don't have years. I mean, folks, we're right, way off into this. And the Jerus- go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Check it out. Um, it's an online college that we put together that you can go through, watch the videos, take the quizzes and the test and the midterm and the final, and, and you can get a diploma from that. And then the End of the Age Plus is a subscription-based platform. It's like, I don't know, like 12 or 13 bucks a month. And it's all access to everything that we have. We're constantly putting new material on there, um, prophecy conferences, all kinds of things. We're looking at putting some new shows this year, uh, possibly some, um, like a, a, Joe Rogan type, um, just a banter back and forth type thing, talking about all kinds of topics in the Bible, uh, and things going on, current events going on, uh, but not a formal, uh, program. So it'd be kind of neat. So those are things we're looking into for the age plus. So thank you for the plug, uh, there, Brian, God bless you. I'm happy to hear that you're back in church, um, that you're on the right path and, uh, God bless you, my friend. Okay, let's go to Abel in New Jersey. God bless Abel. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey,
6: hey, God bless you guys. Thank you. I'm sure you guys are doing fantastic. And I just got a comment. I Because I, I spoke to God, and, and like I usually do, in 2018 he told me there would be no more delay, um, Revelation 10.3, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so then he, and that, Started me up and going in end times scripture learning, studying, rightly dividing the word of truth, and about a year later is when I met the ministry there, yeah, uh, Dr. Baxter and everyone else. So and and I was so I was extremely flabbergasted of how I've been one this since 2000, since 1994, you know, stuff like that, and the scriptures. And I was just so, I couldn't believe it. Wow. It's the same thing that scripture is always teaching and all. So you guys are on it. I encourage, I want to encourage you. So I always remember that Dr. Baxter had always said that he had a dream, that he was in his office and, and then they, um, you guys came into his office and said, Hey, man, we just walked into the, Hey, brother, we just walked into the, the seven years Yeah. because of the, because the Palestinians and the peace treaty and all of that. Yeah, and and then he went to be with the Lord. Yeah. So I wanted to encourage you guys. That does not mean that it's not going to happen.
0: Oh, it's absolutely going to
6: happen. <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Seriously, and, for, and as seriously, and yes, it is. Amen. And as we can see, is it's it appears like it's going to happen, like it's around the corner. So then, and then we got that news report with Jordan. Like you guys mentioned before, I saw that report too. And so things are happening. Be encouraged.
0: Yeah. They're
6: happening. I totally I totally feel like it's gonna happen super soon. I I totally feel it's gonna happen it's gonna start this year. So but, you know. Yeah. And be encouraged. Whoa. Yeah. Uh be don't stop. I'm and don't. you guys will not and Amen. keep going. Encouraged, it's Amen. definitely going to happen. It's happening right in front of our faces, and we love it. We all can't right. wait to go home, all of us. Thank you so, much, Abel. I, I yep. do appreciate yeah. the
0: call. And um, the thing is, everybody, Irvin Baxter did have a dream, and he he saw a dream of the final seven years started, and everybody wondered. People come, we come. People come in his office and said, "Hey, the final seven years has started," and people were like, "What do we do?" And that's what gave him the idea to start some different projects to get people to know here's what you should do in the end time when the final seven year starts. And of course, we're continuing all that on the Jerusalem Prophecy College into the eight plus, all the different things we've started to help you know what to do throughout the end time. So like Abel said, I mean, God is with us. We know that. And no, we're never gonna stop. There's no way. This thing is too big. God's hands in all of it. Um, even it with uh, Brian up in Canada, heading back to church man brian if you're the only one that ever did that we continue to do this but i know there are thousands of others out there so god bless you all thank you and have a great weekend
4: this has been end of the age brought to you by the faithful partners of end time ministries if you're not currently a partner with end time ministries or if you would like more information